And so we've been talking about the names of God. Amen. We've been, we talked about God as a strong tower. We talked about God as the I am. I want to shift a little bit into the Hebrew writers. And I want to look at God, God's name from a different perspective here. And so uh, you've heard people say, El, El, Elyon, El Shaddai, correct? The El is God. Whatever comes after the El is his characteristic. Amen? So El Shaddai, Shaddai means mighty. Amen? Almighty. But today I want to look at Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 17. I'm going to show you something here. It says, they refused to listen. Uh huh. And did not remember your wondrous deeds, which you had performed among them. So they became what? And appointed a leader. To return to their slavery in Egypt. But. But you. Are God. That word God there. Is El. Eloah. El. Eloah. Eloah. El. Eloah. Amen. That's the name for God that the writer is writing to say he's El Eloah. Like Aloha, but not Aloha, but it's Eloah. He says, but you are a God of what? There you go. Gracious and what? Slow to anger. Abounding in what? Loving kindness. And you did not forsake them I want to talk about God or a God of forgiveness a forgiving God a what a that's what El Eloah means a forgiving God one of the most amazing things I've ever seen in my life is the story of Israel And how God has dealt with them throughout the journey in the Old Testament. It is amazing because when we think about who God is, we see his characteristics in these names. But when I start thinking about how God, who God is, And how could he be so loving, so compassionate, so forgiving? To know God as a forgiving God is an amazing thing. Because I believe that when you come to know him as a forgiving God, in spite of what you've done, he still extends Forgiveness. The use of this name 
El Eloah is found mostly in the book of Job and periodically in the Psalms. But the but in Nehemiah it's in the context of the people who had just came back from out of Babylon, the second return from Babylon. The children of Israel, because of their disobedience to God, God disciplined them and sent them into Babylon, amen, for 70 years. It hurt God to do his people like that. Sometimes it hurts God to do you like that. There are times where God has to discipline us. Amen. For our own good. As a matter of fact, to keep you from destroying yourself. Do I have anybody? This name, God. El Eloah. It also means that God is mighty. In other places where it's used, it's used as God who is mighty. God who is strong. In this context though, it translates El Eloah, a God who is mighty, who's strong to forgive. I wish I had somebody. I believe it takes strength humanly. To forgive somebody. I'm trying to help somebody with something today. But to know that God. Who is holy. Can keep putting up with people. Who constantly. Slaps him in the face. That is where the context is. We find in the book of Nehemiah chapter 8 that revival had taken place. The reading of the law had been established. The people had been without the word for over 70 years. They had not had formal worship. They had not had any form of sacrifice. They had not celebrated any of the feast. They had not did anything other than live in exile. May I ask you a question today? Where are you today? Are you living in exile? Amen. But God has set you free. See, the deep thing about it is God loves you so much and he loves us so much that he's willing to put up with us. And so revival had taken place in chapter 8. We come to chapter 9 now and we find that, that, that the writer Nehemiah now is talking about the revival that had taken place. God's people was here to remember what he had done in the past. So, so from verses 17, verses, I'm sorry, yeah, verses 17 and 18 talks about what he had done for them in the past. Tell your neighbor, God remembers. We may forget, but he remembers. 
Let, let me help you with something. He remembers where he found you. And he has a record of where you was when he showed up in your life. And, and, and the amazing thing about Israel is that they would always go back to idol worship. They would always, they had become such a forgetful people that God had to consistently remind them from where he brought them from. Saints, can I ask you a question? <laughs> Amen. How often do you forget? And it's in the times of success that you forget all about the struggle. But I thank God that he's El Aloha. You know why? Because even when I fall back into my madness, he forgives. He's powerful to forgive. In spite of all that God had given them. The people of Israel consistently and constantly turned away from him. Can I ask you a question? Is God that bad? Is he that unfair that we can't stay committed to him? Is he that unfair that we can't serve him? That we can't live for him? And this is where we find ourselves. Nehemiah is asking the question. Do you remember? Watch this now. Watch this now. The key phrase in this one verse is he's a forgiving God. In this section, perhaps, the whole prayer, this is a prayer. In spite of God's, uh, in spite of the people's failure, God kept on forgiving. He kept on forgiving. And he kept on forgiving. And he keeps on forgiving. I'm trying to help somebody. You can't wear him out, but he keeps forgiving you. He keeps forgiving you, but you keep going back. He keeps forgiving you, but you keep slipping back. He keeps telling you, follow me. Do what I ask you to do. El Aloha. Thank God that he has this characteristic. Thank God that he is a forgiving God. Because without his forgiveness, you and I would be left to our own devices. Can I ask you a question? How does that work out? Can I ask somebody something? How, how many times does he have to forgive you? And keep forgiving you. And you keep asking and he keeps giving. Oh. Look, 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 look what he says in verse 16. He says, uh, he talked about their father. He said, but they, uh, but they our fathers acted what? arrogantly they became what stubborn and would not listen they would not listen to your commands saints may i say this to you the moment you stop hearing the word you stop obeying him see we have a righteousness that we think that's that okay this is what god wants no if it's not according to his word then you obeying something else that you just made up because following his commandments is what we really need he says i am a forgiving god but if you follow my commandment you fall in line with a life that glorifies me do i have somebody thank god he's forgiving god oh all the stuff i done did since i've been saved I wish I had somebody. I'm saying since I've been saved. 
Amen. If he was not a forgiving God. You know, people paint God in the Bible as this harsh God, the God that destroys. But here's the thing. He's giving you grace and mercy. And I'm going to show you here in a minute. Watch this. Watch this now. He said they would not listen to the command. Verse 17. Look what it says. It says, and they what? They, they what? They refuse. There are some people who just refuse to listen and follow his command. But yet, God, oh my God. He keeps what? He keeps forgiving. He keeps forgiving. He keeps forgiving. And sometimes, hey, but I think about this. I said, God, I'm so sorry for the way I treat you because you just keep being good to me and I keep being bad to you. Can I ask you a question? How good are you to him? Watch the text. Watch the text. Watch the text. They did not listen. They refu- I'm sorry. They refused to listen. And did not what? Remember. Remember what? The wondrous what? The wondrous deeds which he had what? Performed among them. But look what the text says. But became stubborn. Now let me let me tell you what that word stubborn means. In the Hebrew, the word means to be cruel, to be hard, to be stiffened, to be numb. I'm saying God keeps extending his forgiveness and I'm getting hard. He keeps telling me, I love you. He said, what does this got to do with me? I'm talking about his name. And thank God you got a God. El Eloa, because if it was anybody else, they would have they would have left you alone a long time. And the beautiful thing about God, He never gives up on us. It, when I read this, I'm like, God, why are you playing with these people? Why are you you could destroy them? And He says, I'm doing it for my name's sake, Derek. He said, the reason I didn't destroy them in the wilderness, because scripture says, because of my name, El Eloah. I'm talking to somebody here. You need the forgiveness of God. And he keeps extending it to you. And he keeps throwing it at you. But you keep moving out the way. Because, watch this, because you think that you're not good enough to be forgiven. But it ain't about how good you are. It's about how great he is. And what you're struggling with right now, if you refuse to listen, you will forever live defeated. Are you with me? But he keeps forgiving me. I keep messing up, he keeps forgiving me. Watch this. Watch what the text says. The text says they became stubborn. And what did they do? You know what, you know what this scenario is here? They had gotten so mad at Moses. They're like, man, we're going to get our own leader. We're going to, we listen, <laughs> they had a coup against the pastor. They're like, man, listen, you ain't the pastor no more. We're going to have a, we're going to start our own church. They had a church split. That's what this is. That's a church split. Be careful that you're not following someone that you ain't supposed to be following. Do a church split. 
calling it a church when it's a bunch of stubborn people who won't obey the word of God. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Be careful. He said, they said, let's appoint a let's and look and look what they look where they're going. They're not going forwards, they're going backwards. They're going back to Egypt to become slaves. Watch out for the devil, y'all. He will deceive you and get you back enslaved in the things that God has just delivered you from. El Eloah. Mighty to bring you out. <laughs> but you want to go back. Oh, man, tell me that can't. That, that's got to be satanic. Because of the stubbornness and the refusal to listen. I love what Paul says. Paul went out there preaching to the Jews, right? Paul said, man, listen, I done told y'all, y'all want to kill me and tell you what, I'm washing my hands of y'all. <laughs> the blood is no longer my hand. Guess where I'm going? I'm going to the Gentile. I'm going to talk to somebody who want to listen to me. I want to talk to somebody, amen, who's going to take the word, who's going to understand God's word, amen, receive it with love, watch this, and then obey it. Paul said, I'm done with y'all. Paul, I, I was reading that this morning. I said, man, Paul Shaw, he had a little temperament, boy. He, he had a little, t he had a slight little temper <laughs> on him. He got into it with John Mark. He's like, nah, I ain't taking him. You know what I mean? But the point is, he was saying, listen, y'all, I keep saying the right things to you. I keep presenting the word of God to you, but you keep wanting to go back into slip. How is it? That you think slavery is better than freedom. Look what he says. Look what the text said. The text says, and they returned to return. They, 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 they were going to appoint a leader to take them back to Egypt to be what? Slaves. Now, you know that's got to be something like what Trump is talking about right now, right? I'm just saying, right? Like, like I'm just saying, right? Like... <laughs> The coronavirus is going to be gone by, uh, on November 4th. It's gone. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. I know what I'm talking about. I'm always right. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. And you got some people who are, who are, <laughs> let me, let me leave that alone. But I love this, this twist in the verse right here. Look at the twist in the verse. The verse says, but you, God, are what? El Eloah. Watch this. What a fitting context. Watch the context. We've been disobedient. We've been stubborn. We split the church. And we got a new leader. And look what the writer says. The writer says, but you, oh God. Watch this. You done messed up. <laughs> you keep messing up. You keep doing the wrong thing. But you, God. Are El Eloah. Watch this. He's strong enough to forgive. Write that down. Strong enough. I want to tell you something. It takes strength to forgive some people like this. 
And I thank God that he's God. <laughs> and, 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 you know, I got some people who said to me, Pastor, thank you for not giving up on me. I say, you know why I don't give up on you? <laughs> Amen. Because let me tell you something. Hey, I almost came close. But, oh, if it had not been for the grace of God. See, see, when you've been forgiven, see, when you've been forgiven, then you understand how to extend that forgiveness to other people. Why? Because you understand that it was nobody but God that got you to the point where you are. See, when you forgive, you can't hold on to no resentment. When you forgive, you can't. Listen, God is going historical. To remind the new generation. You know what happened here? You know what really was going on here in the book of Nehemiah? These people had been back from Babylon. They were supposed to build the wall. They were supposed to establish the temple. They ain't did nothing. They just went back to regular life. When God delivers you, you can't go back to regular life. You have to maintain your, your, your walk with him. You have to pray, you have to praise, you have to read his word. And they were getting none of it. But then they had a revival in chapter 8. You know what the text says? They stood from morning to evening. And they were weeping and crying and revival broke out. That's revival. Revival ain't coming in a meeting every, every night, hearing a preacher preach, amen, pick up an offering and go home. Revival happens when the hearts of God's people are so are so convicted by the sins that they're committing that they bow to their knees, got to get on their face and say, God, I'm sorry, God. Listen, whenever you get comfortable living in sin and you think you're doing right, then something is wrong. But when you come into the church house and you feel no conviction about how you're living, then something is definitely wrong. But when you can come and weep and cry before him, God, I'm sorry because I'm in your presence, God. Then you know you're on to something. Then revival will break out. And it'll start with you and it'll jump on somebody else. And on somebody else. And on somebody else. Why? Because we are pure. Our hearts are pure before God. Nehemiah. Nehemiah writes, he says, but you are a forgiving God. A God of forgiveness. Watch the next part of the verse. He says gracious. Write this down. He's mighty enough to extend his grace. He's mighty enough to extend. So, so El Eloah extends his grace. He says not only is he forgiving. But he extends his grace. He says you're gracious. Here's the other word. Here's the other word. The word is compassionate. He says what else? He's what? Compassionate. That, that word means merciful. It is the character of God. Where he's gracious and compassionate before you. For you. He says, God, I thank you that you are compassionate. I'm going to say it one more time. He, he is what? compassionate he's gracious to me he says slow 
Now let me let me let me let me let me let me exp- let me explain this to you real quick. El Eloah. You ready? It means he's patient. God can wait you out. He'll sweat you out. Mm-hmm. Because eventually you're either gonna give in or you're gonna give up. You know what I said? Either you're going to give in or you're going to give up. But he's patient. So he's strong enough to be slow to anger. You see, it's, it's, it's this name. When I, when I say strength, it, it's the strength that he uses to restrain himself. I thank God that he was patient with me. Oh, I wish I had somebody. I wish I had somebody. He was patient with me. That when I wanted what I wanted and wanted it at all cost, he was patient with me. Thank you for showing up as El Eloah. And with your forgiveness, you have extended your compassion. He says he's slow to anger. Abounding. In what? In loving kindness. That word loving kindness is that word that comes from the kinsman redeemer. I wish I had somebody. The Redeemer is Jesus Christ. Loving kindness means goodness. So not only does he have strong enough or you know to be slow to anger, but he's mighty enough to extend his kindness and his goodness to me. I want to tell you something. God has been good to me. Ah, oh, I wish I had somebody. I'm going to say it one more time. God has been good to me. I'm going to say it one more time. Maybe you didn't get it. God has been good to me. When I could not be good to myself. El Eloah showed up. And he extended his goodness. His loyalty. That's what that word means. Loyalty. That word means devotion. That word means faithful. He's faithful. He's devoted. He's God. And when you read, when you look at names in the Hebrew, just period about God, you get to see his nature, his character. And sometimes you're saying, God, I, I, I don't understand this. I But here's the thing, it's not for you to understand, know his nature, and then you'll have the confidence that whatever you're going through, you're going to come out of it better than when you went in. But don't be like them. Stubborn. Refuse to listen. They refused. I ain't listening to that sermon day. I'm going to show up. 
I hear what you're saying, Pat. I hear what you're saying. <laughs> I hear you, but. You always got a but. Your butt's so big. But it ain't bigger than God. Thought I was going there, right? I didn't go there. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I was going to go there. I ain't going to go there. I ain't going to go there. I got four minutes. I ain't going to go there. But your butt's so big. Amen. That every time God gives you a solution, your butt grows. And you need more space to accommodate whatever it is your butt is on. Are y'all hearing me? And God keeps saying, I can help you. But, but, but thank God that he is merciful. Thank God that he is slow to anger. Thank God. Thank God. Listen, some of you are living on pure grace. Oh, I wish I had somebody. I'm saying you're living on pure grace. Gra not grace gotten by obedience, grace gotten by disobedience. Because you know those who are disobedient get more grace than those who are obedient. Hold on a minute. Because the ones who are obedient don't need that much grace because they got everything else. They get enough grace. Watch this. I wish no ill on nobody. No one. But those people that leave the Lord and go out there and live a life that's reckless. And you know, they get in the car accident, car flip over 17 times. They walk away with a scratch. And then you got Teddy Pendergrad. Come on, y'all. Yeah, Teddy. I ain't going to. Y'all know, y'all older folk know what I'm talking about, right? Y'all know what I'm talking about? He didn't make it out of there so good, did he? <laughs> you follow what I'm saying? But watch this. Now watch where I'm going with this, right? Watch this. And, and, and for the believer, right, to walk away with a scratch. You thinking, no, you inside thinking, the believer who's disobedient, who walk away with the scratch, you're thinking from the inside of the church, man, man, look, man, shoot, they look like they're doing pretty good. But you don't know the story. If you ain't never lived in that house, then you don't need to talk about that. Because let me tell you something. They are only getting enough to make it every day. But we have an abundance of grace. We have abundance of mercy. We have the forgiveness. Lastly, he says, you did not forsake them. You know what I love about that? He will never abandon you. He will never. For a man who lived with abandonment all his life, the one thing I can tell you, 
in 20 years. Next week will be 20 years of being a Christian. Next week. 20 years. He has never abandoned me. I've been a piece of work. But he never abandoned me. What am I saying to you today? Call on El Eloah. He will forgive you. He will love you. He will be right there with you. If you read the rest of this prayer, it is telling how these people turn their backs on God. But I encourage you all today, when you feel like you can't keep going, when the devil make you feel like this, I done messed up. You know, I, 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 no, uh uh-uh. I want you to remember him. Il. Eloah. I want you to remember him. I want you to remember that he will show up and show out in your life. But can I tell you something? When you feel, when you sense the forgiveness, Somebody here today, you need to ask the Lord for forgiveness. You don't feel worthy enough. You don't feel, you feel like you're so far gone. As a believer, you're not so far gone. Well, you can't ask him for forgiveness. And if that's you today, if that's you watching online, if that's you that's here today and you're saying, Pastor, I hear you. I refuse to listen. I become stubborn. And in my stubbornness, I'm remaining in my sin. See, here's the thing. I don't know what you came to church for. This is a hospital for sinners, by the way, which we all are. And if you can't get forgiven here, if everything here is just, oh, let's just think positive. You know, we'll just, we'll just be positive every Sunday. Let's just praise the Lord. Martin Lloyd-Jones said he sat in that kind of church for over 15 years and never got saved. How can you be in church and never get saved? He said because the preacher never talked about sin. See, in order to be forgiven, you need to sin. (laughs) And he extends forgiveness to sinners like you and I. And so today, if you need forgiveness from El Eloah, Would you come today? God wants to forgive you. I know all of y'all are perfect. I get it. Well, I already dealt with that. Okay, that's fine. But maybe you need God to forgive you of your sins today. Maybe you see yourself in light of your sin today. Maybe God has shed light 
on things in your life that needs fixing. Or maybe you need prayer this morning, whatever the case may be. Maybe you need to be restored. Maybe you need to accept Jesus Christ in the pardon of your sins today. And you want to ask God for forgiveness this morning. I always say this. If you're living in practice, if you're practicing sin and you feel that it's right, something is wrong. I said practice. Today, God wants to forgive you. El Eloah is here. Oh, don't miss him.